Molly is laying under the table and she literally just started licking her foot and it sounds not cool. Hi everybody, my name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff. Each week we talk about things like cryptozoology. Why Molly waits till we record to make really disgusting noises. Paranormal stories. Uh, dog stories. <laughs> True crime. <laughs> meerkat stories anything spooky related even pangolin stories isn't that the one animal with the things with what things each week since we started <laughs> talking about pangolins or, or since i thought i knew what a pangolin was Lindsay and i will both research a topic separately of one another Lindsay will go to where the pangolins are and i will go to where the pangolins were and then we reconvened inside of our house and discussed what we've researched with each and every one of you and each other. And this week, I'm going to dedicate my portion of the show to everyone on Earth. Not pangolins? Now, you said penguins, which is a combination <laughs> of a penguin and a pangolin. So it's like an armored well, penguin. That's okay. Yeah, it's great, actually. Sure, I dedicate my part of the show to that. To the penguins? Pangolins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm pretty sure we don't have an exact anniversary for the show. Well, mm -hmm. I think that's really stupid to say because an anniversary means there's a date. But I believe yeah. in the whole grand scheme of things, I believe this is our kind of sort of three-year anniversary. Yeah, we started around Halloween three years ago. We did. Our very first episode was right around Halloween. And if you haven't listened to the first episode, don't. Uh, you can just listen to all these ones. Um, we're turning three. It's time for some spooky. You knew exactly what I wanted to rhyme three with, correct? Yeah, P. Yes. A hundred percent. We're turning three. Here comes some P. Sorry? No, that's it's not that kind of podcast. You want me to start over? Yeah. Will you count me in? One, two, three. P. Sorry, count me in. Oh, should I count you down? Yeah, whatever. Three, two, one. Hey, we're turning three, and would you look at us? Crap. Me. No, but me is like, that's just, it's not art. But it rhymes. Yeah, okay, uh, count me in. Three, two, one. Hey, we're turning three, hey, we're actually three, and yip it bip bip be. I think that'll do it. Um, do you think, well, yeah. why don't you try one really quick? I stayed at the beginning. Three, two, one. Hey, we're turning three, and you know me. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you say, you know me, and you point to your pants, and you're peeing your pants. No, it has nothing to do with pee. Okay. Are you sure? Yeah. All right. Well, cool. I don't know where to go from here. Yeah, I don't know. You kind of <laughs> trapped us in a pee cave. <laughs> How many times you said that in your life? Never. You don't think so? Maybe a few times. Okay. Okay. Well, what are we doing? It's around Halloween. Oh, here's something we're actually doing. Tonight, Thursday, October 29th, two days before Halloween, we had so much fun last week doing the live stream 
where we played the game. What was it? Phasmophobia? I think phasmophobia. Yeah. You're a ghost hunter. Yeah. But you're, but the thing though is you're not really a ghost hunter. You're like a pre-ghost hunter for the ghost eliminators. Yeah. It's actually a very weird and heady concept if you think about it. So you're like the house, the home inspection before the final sale. It's almost like we say ghost adventures too much. Well, it's fine because they're kind of a meme and people think it's funny or people think they're funny rather. Yeah. Uh, It's like Ghost Hunters gets a call and someone says, hey, thanks so much for taking my call. I know it's really busy these days. Uh, I'm pretty sure my house is haunted. Can you come check it out? Thanks. This has been this has been Derman. And then Derman hangs up the phone. Yeah. Um, And then before What's Zach- Derman's last name? Scareman. Oh. <laughs> so, Are you sure that's not the demon in your house calling? You don't know that. Okay. Uh, and I promise this is a real person, not a demon named Dareman Scareman. Right. So before Zach Bagans and his buddies and his Las Vegas buddies come out to the house, they send a pre-crew who they're like, okay, yeah, it's for sure haunted. Yeah. So then it's it's worth their time. So that whole, maybe there's like an in in that position for the two of us actually in real life. Not oh, being... that we could have a show on the Travel Channel too where we investigate a place before the ghost adventures. Or anyone. Yes. So we're like, hey, Baggins, it's safe to go in there. We think it's a banshee. We think it's a banshee. There, there, were, there were footprints and we captured a photo and we left salt on the ground. But like, I I, I really like that idea of the pre-Ghost Hunter crew getting some credit. The ones who were actually going, okay, yeah, it's haunted. I was scratched or I was, you know, thrown across a room or something. Well, that's the thing about that game that is really difficult is that like you have like five minutes. Otherwise, you go insane, which makes no sense because people are living in these houses, which means that they would have to live and do things in their house in five-minute increments. Otherwise, yeah. they would go insane and die. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, glitch. Um, speaking, but <laughs> speaking of going insane, I'm not moving my feet, but Molly did just start licking my feet. Yeah, wow. Well. And it's, she loves to do it, and, you know, I'm not going to tell her no. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but Oh, but what we were talking about, phasmophobia, last week we did our very first twitch live stream thing with mason of the scavengers network and we're going to do another one tonight yeah but the fun part is that we not only are playing a scary game mason has constructed a robot out of an Mm. old keurig i think machine and if you donate to uh his big special project that he is doing it sprays him in the face yeah it's straight up you... Like he gets he gets very, very sprayed in the face. I think that there's a link to it on the actual live stream, but I believe the website is masonamadeus.com slash spritz with a Z. Yeah. And you can donate a buck and then this machine sprays him and sprays him with water. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And people will hold off until like scary parts and spray him in the face. And he's also playing the game too, so he's getting like his vision is basically gone. As he's trying to play a game. Yes. In the scariest parts. But I think speaking of scary parts, we might be playing a totally new game. I know that we put something out earlier in the week saying we were going to play Phasmophobia. But due to some recent findings, we think we found a scarier game. Yeah, it's kind of similar 
but I think it will be really fun to play. Yeah, I do too. And if you want to join us, we will tweet about it or do something about it. We'll be streaming tonight, Thursday, October 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I think it'll be really fun. I think it'll be very fun. Speaking of fun, Lindsay, I am going to go first this week because I think that's the order. Okay. When did we set that up? Like when we first started the show, each week we would flip-flop? Yeah, but then I've realized in our third year that we're just kind of like, you want to go first or who's going? I don't care. doesn't matter. Yeah, especially these days. I think it's like, whatever, dude. Yeah, just do whatever you want. You know? You kick know? flip if you want to kick flip. Do a, do a rollerblade trick if you want. Yeah. So I found this maybe about an hour and a half before we sat down to record. Okay. And it popped up on Reddit. And it popped up in the subreddit Paranormal, which I usually don't go to because it's kind of flooded with stuff. Yeah, it's, I would imagine. I mean, if you think just paranormal, you're like, oh, anything really? Yeah. But this one came up because I think there are parts of it that I'm, I have not been convinced that you are not this Reddit user, that okay. you did not write this story. <laughs> that Reddit user being shiny original kid, 77, Uh huh. which I think also might be an, it's either you or an alien. Yeah. I am a shiny original child, 77. <laughs> I'm the 77th one. If the word silly was in there, then yeah, it would be me. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. If it right. was like silly, shiny child, whatever it is. <laughs> silly kid 13? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then that would be me. <laughs> oh, I really want you on something just to change your name to silly kid 13. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Okay. I think okay. that is very right. funny. Uh, this story is called... Seeing dwarf creature as a child, what could it have been? Okay. A dwarf creature. You a just very, said it. Yeah. It's a very small dwarf creature, but what could that, maybe the specific dwarf creature has a name. Oh, you know, we don't okay. Know. Yeah. You're right. Here comes the story. Not sure if this is the right sub to post this to, but I just did a Google search and wasn't able to find much. Well, yeah. If you type in dwarf creature, I don't know. <laughs> you leprechaun, you might find. Yeah. Maybe when a I, gnome. You might get a gnome. Or like David the Gnome? Yeah. Or you, like you used to love David gnome. the Gnome? I know. I never watched David the Gnome. I knew what it was, <laughs> but I've never watched it. Why did I think you loved David the Gnome? I don't know. I think you just, you make up things about me a lot and you're like, you love that. And I'm like, <laughs> like I have dude, never even heard of that. Like David the Gnome? Like David the Gnome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. When I was a little kid, probably around four or five, I would see this little dwarf creature in my backyard through the back window. He looked... Now, this is the sentence that I think it's you. He looked almost like a dwarf from the Snow White, but older and not cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, are they really that cute in Snow White? They're not... I mean, I guess, but they're kind of just like... They're kind of cute, I guess. They're kind of just crabby old men. Yeah, but like you look at their like silly little like smiles and they like do little dances <laughs> and stuff. Silly little smiles. Yeah. So they're they like, have their yeah. silly little smiles and stuff. <laughs> so they're kinda <laughs> cute. They're kinda cute. All right. He used to beckon me outside to play. Or when I was already in the backyard, he would try to lead me up the stairs to a workout room my dad had separate from the house. What? Okay. So apparently, according to either you or Shiny Original Kid 77, this dwarf creature was outside and would beckon the child to come outside, going, come here, follow me. 
Or if the kid was already outside playing, there was, I guess, like a detached room where this person's dad had a bunch of workout equipment. And maybe this tiny Mm. little creature wanted to work out, needed a spotter, and it would bring up the kid be like, will you spot me while I bench really quick? Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on. It's really weird because like I used to have an imaginary friend. I mean, we've talked about Pokey before and Pokey was a gnome. Yeah. Maybe that's why I thought David the gnome because Pokey. Maybe because I was weird and I had an imaginary friend. Yeah. But like not like a normal kid did. Like I had a friend. Yeah. Pokey was real. <laughs> Let's leave out imaginary. Didn't your brother sit on Pokey and Yeah. End my it? brother crushed Pokey. That's right. You don't know. Yeah. You know what I'll say to that? Rude. Yeah, so maybe this person just needs my brother to come over and crush its gnome friend. Yeah, and sit on the chair where this gnome friend is already sitting. Nick, the gnome crusher. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. (laughs) Uh, Something about the workout room separate from the house, which is very cool. And I feel like there could be an entire episode on that. I never followed him, though, because he scared me. Okay, good call. Well, yeah, I mean... Do not follow the little creature to a workout room. That's weird, yeah. I think if there's one thing we've all learned... On how to interact with dwarf creatures in the woods. Number one, do not follow them to the gym. Yeah. There's a lot of weapons in there. Yeah. Like peck blasters and leg leg (laughs) stompers and arm liftums. Yeah. I love the gym. Don't want to get caught up in those arm (laughs) liftums. No, you don't. Mm -mm. When I told my mom about it, she just kind of brushed me off and said there was no one there. And I never told my dad because he was always at work. Recently, I was talking to my dad about paranormal experiences and I told him about the dwarf and he said that he always felt really off in the workout room and never hardly used it because it was so creepy. So anyway, my question is, does anyone have any theories on what this could be? Someone said it could be a little thing called a puckwudgie, which I think is a very cute name. Yeah, those are little cryptids. But... Other than that, the only thing that we know is that it's a tiny little creature that loves getting ripped. Now, how old is this Reddit user? They were saying that they were little, but so is this a young person putting something on Reddit saying, I have a gnome? No, they were asking about, Shiny Original Kid 77 was asking about what happened when they were younger. So Uh I don't know how old they are, but I guess this was happening around when they were four and five. Gotcha. So let's just, let's just say, let's play pretend. (laughs) Hee hee. Okay. Let's just say that the little dwarf creature or the little gnome thing was real and it wanted a four or five-year-old to come work out with it. Maybe, like, what does that mean? That, that these little woodland creatures are trying to get a bunch of ripped children to like, like, are they, like, starting an army or something? Are they, like, building well, up? Well, they probably didn't want to go in there to work out. It was probably, like, a playroom for them. Oh, see, I thought they were going to, like, eat them up. Like, they were going to chomp them up. No. Okay. I mean, I think it's probably just, like, oh, it's a big room that's off of the house. Where there's, like, a stationary bike. Yeah, or they were just trying to lure them away from the house just to eat them. Yeah, eating them yeah, up. Yeah, I don't think they're working out, though. No, I think they're either eating children or, yeah, playing on the stationary bike. Yeah. Look how fast I can ride. They're just cyclists. (laughs) They might be. They were watching the Tour de France and they got inspired. (laughs) Expired. Yeah, they also got (laughs) expired. I almost said expired. Okay, Linz, I have another story that I found and I thought it wasn't really going to be anything special at first. I just wanted to get it because of the actual title of the story. Okay. 
Now, this is from Glitch in the Matrix. <laughs> okay. But we're this back. is this one is pretty cool, I think. Okay. It's a long one. I'll 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 try to tidy it up. This is from Reddit user It Was a Bad Idea. Joining Reddit or writing the story? We don't know. Yeah, something was a bad idea. That's actually kind of intriguing. Like that name. Like what was a bad idea? Yeah, like now like all my like conspiracy theories and like everything. It's a rabbit hole with that name, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Is that your story? Mm-hmm. Man. My story was for you to hopefully <laughs> know my story and then just tell me my story. Okay. I'm okay. ready. Okay. Here we go. The title of the story is, and this again, this is what grabbed me. Jeans I lost a year ago suddenly turned up at a consignment store 1,500 miles away with more weird details. Then how do you know that they were your jeans? There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot okay. of stuff about these jeans. Okay. So, uh, like most companies make more than one pair of jeans. So they must have been some special pair of jeans. The very special jeans. Very the, one of a kind the, jeans. It was the traveling pants. Well, this one actually was literal, literal it's traveling the pants. the real story of the sisterhood of the traveling pants. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Okay. Today I was selling some clothes I don't need anymore at a popular teens consignment store called Plato's Closet. Now, the fact that this person called it a popular teens consignment store, I think they're an alien. Yeah. I've never sold with them before, which is important. Okay. Okay. I was browsing while they were sorting through my clothes, and I found a very distinct pair of jeans that I had lost track of a year or so ago. They're jeans that I distressed by hand and had a now former friend patch the distressed parts, the, the rips and the tears, mm -hmm. with galaxy fabric. And she did a really poopy job at it and also added a semicolon decal which are the two most identifying characteristics so these jeans here's a faraway shot kind of of them at least like oh she has photos of the knee and then up by the pocket there are tears as well okay but through all the tears and the inside of the jeans they patched this fabric that is like a really poorly drawn galaxy like it's purples and greens and stuff like that okay all over very very distinct I found the video of me distressing them, and it was done in 2018. And when I moved to Idaho in 2019, I lost them. I moved back to Texas. Oh, so that's where they made the jeans in Texas in 2020. I didn't like them, so it wasn't a big deal. But now they're in the store that's 1,500 miles away from where I lost them. And they've been there for four months, according to the associates, since they cycle things out every two seasons. Okay. More weird details. They somehow had my old home address in the system, despite me never selling with them before, and the ID they used to enter me in the system having my current address on it. Weird. Very weird. This can't be explained without someone selling the jeans in my name. You have to have photo ID to sell with Plato's Closet, and when they scan the ID, it brings up the info on your ID and nothing more. And to top it all off, they have a photo of their receipt and order number for the transaction. This has been very weird and surreal. Hmm. So this place, 1,500 miles away, yeah. somehow had their special jeans that they had hand-distressed and their friend had hand-patched. And according to the ID on file and all the paperwork, it's as if they went and sold these jeans to Plato's Closet. Right. But they didn't. That's really weird. The one thing that makes me think that this story is not true, though, 
is because a long time ago, I tried to sell clothes to Plato's Closet. And I'm stoked about this story. And they don't take like anything unless it's brand new. So for them ah. to take a pair of really distressed, homemade, drawn-on, crappily patched jeans. Some people say papily cratched. Papily cratched <laughs> jeans makes me a little suspicious that they actually did not take this. Unless they had an employee that was like, oh, these are cool and they're supposed to be like this. It's it's funny you say that because when I was, I don't know, maybe this is like in like the early 2000s, I also tried to sell some clothes at Plato's Closet mm-hmm. and they took a lot of my things, mm-hmm. but I only made $9. Yeah, they don't give you any money for it. <laughs> so that's just a quick aside to say how much I don't like Plato's Closet. But that being said... I was in a Plato's closet one time in Columbus, Ohio, yeah. and they had so many clothes. Yeah, it's overwhelming. So that makes me think that maybe your theory is correct. And the fact that, I mean, if we're going to believe the storyteller, shiny kid or whatever, mm-hmm. no, it was a bad idea. If we're going to believe their story that they went and they actually sold these jeans to Plato's closet, or that, that the Plato's closet had these jeans somehow. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were running low on like gene inventory or they went, oh, these might be, these are kind of funny and silly. Maybe someone would buy these jeans. Yes, they very well could have. But my experience trying to sell any of my clothes to a consignment store, I mean, I would get turned down on like things that I was like, those are pretty new. But like they would only take things that were like brand spanking now. Yeah. I mean, we try to take it one to, I try to take flannels to a Buffalo exchange remember and like i had gotten distressed flannels from urban outfitters and they were like not (laughs) old at all and they wouldn't take them because they were like they're too ratty and old yeah that's a good point i bought them like this (laughs) i bought them ratty and old do you not get it yeah so i mean yeah maybe that's weird i mean maybe someone sold it under her name but that would be weird maybe she sold it and forgot Or maybe it was a glitch in the Matrix. I don't know. It very well could have been a glitch in the Matrix. But that glitch, what would that glitch be? That you forgot or you lost that time that you sold a very unique pair of jeans to a Plato's closet? Maybe. I guess so, huh? I guess. I don't know. I've, I've, I think we've all been through that point in our lives. Some of it, you know, maybe for some people like me included, it maybe like lasted like 10 years mm-hmm. where occasionally you would just try to sell a bunch of clothes to make a little scratch. And I don't think I've had any weird like clothing experiences. I've, no. But you would think maybe you would like, I don't know why, just the amount of like clothes getting passed back and forth and like you think there's there's got to be a ghost on one of those pairs of jeans or something. The only thing I can think of is when we had, the, it wasn't clothes related, but when we brought all that merchandise back from the Mothman Museum and it was oh, sitting in our kitchen yeah, and then it was just gone. Yeah. Like posters, stickers, pins. There was a lot of good stuff. And it was sitting on our kitchen counter for like a week. Oh, that's... And then it was just gone. Because you and I, that was like around our second or third episode. And we went to the Mothman U- Museum yeah. specifically to buy, well, to check it out, but then to also buy some merch for our very, very, very first giveaway we yeah. ever did. And yeah, it was sitting right by the coffee machine and then it just was gone. It was just gone. And we moved since then and we looked everywhere and like living there throughout the 
the what two years that we were at that place mm-hmm. year we couldn't find it anywhere like it no. was seriously gone like someone either took it out of our house which a that's really scary it's very scary or it's just gone i don't know i can't explain it i think we were there for two years yeah it was just it was gone wow glitch we have our own glitch story what a unique experience man for everybody we like actually talked serious for like a good maybe eight minutes well, serious within reason, yeah, because we're because <laughs> yeah. most of the show is also everyone's just playing pretend about ghosts, but even though we believe in it, yeah. Well, then let's say something that's not serious for a second. Uh, I don't know. Can you think of anything like silly to say? Mm, no. Maybe like think about think about a bird wearing a hat. Cool. Well, there <laughs> was that one story a long time ago that people were gluing those little hats to pigeons. Oh, you're right. We Little cowboy about hats that. and stuff. That's right. You know <laughs> Which, what? You know, that's mean. It is mean. Funny, but it's mean. Don't do it. No, Don't glue do it. Like, no. put it on there. Little, like a little, like uh, cut a hair tie. Yeah, and like put, put it little... around its head. Don't like, don't glue it to its head. Or like, what about like little book bags or something? That'd be cute. That yeah. would probably interfere with their wings, though. They'd probably just like hit trees and stuff well i don't think most pigeons can fly because they just eat a, I, I think of new york city <laughs> pigeons because they just eat hot dogs all day well then they have backpacks for their hot dogs that would be cool they just need to figure out how to unzip them i'm gonna find if anyone is in new york city and you see a pigeon wearing a backpack i put it there and what i'm gonna <laughs> tell you is unzip it because there's a note inside of it and, and they ha- don't know how to unzip it they don't and you need to read it to the pigeon and it'll give you a hot dog well, you might also you might also sort of find yourself on a very cool journey for a while that's led by clues and mystery <laughs> because of the cool note that you found in a pigeon's backpack. Well, speaking of mysteries, <laughs> should we do a little haunted housekeeping? Why is that mysterious? You never know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll do it. I think you know what? Let's do it. Okay. We are going to go to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. You're going to hear a bunch of cool stuff like advertisements and places that we enjoy and like some discount codes and podcasts we like. And then we're going to come back from it and then continue our program. And I will continue with my story. No, I will. I'm not continuing. I will start my story. You're going to start it and end it. Well, maybe I'm continuing. Maybe there's a glitch in that matrix. Maybe you're glitching and you're hearing the first half of my story before it even happens. Oh, you really think that I'm glitching in the matrix? That was me glitching. Two. Three. <laughs> Two. <laughs> One. One. <laughs> Well, yeehaw, saddle up, partners, and hop on your haunted, headless horse, and welcome to the Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Why don't you come along with us? If you have any questions regarding haunted, headless horses, a cryptid that you once saw and behind your house. Maybe just a cupboard that keeps talking to you. If there's a particular pair of shoes that when you put on, you see nothing but ghosts. Or an Ikea table that you just can't seem to put together by yourself. If you're dealing with any of these things specifically, or anything just kind of spooky and unexplainable, and you want to ask us about it, or even just tell us, you can. You can call our haunted hotline. The phone number is 
800-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. That's the scarier number, and I like that one better. That's fine, and that's just Lindsay's preference. You can call our haunted hotline or text it any time of day or any time of night, and please don't worry, it will go directly to voicemail so you don't have to talk to a human being at all. We'll do our best to give you probably mediocre advice, or maybe you just want to have us talk about it. We can talk about it. Again, the phone number is 803-816-2667 or 803-816-BOOZE. And if you happen to be looking for some really spooky but also extremely fashion-forward pants or shorts or just drip in general, you can check out our friends over at Native Language Clothing. It's spooky cozy season, so why not have spooky cozy drip? Yeah, you can get yourself a really cool hoodie and matching shorts and wear them around your house when you're just, you know, having a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk. They have like Sherpa shorts and they're tie-dye, so it's like the best of both worlds. You can go to nativelanguageclothing.com or check out their Instagram, Native Language Clothing, and do some clicking and some scrolling. And at checkout, you can use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase, and get 30% off your entire order. And that's a lot of percent off. That's a spooky sale. <laughs> yeah, it is. So again, that's Native Language Clothing. Use the promo code SPOOKYSPOUSES, all one word, all lowercase at checkout and get 30% off. Say you have your comfy native language shorts on and you're like, you know, I just need a really cool spooky shirt to go with this. You can go check out our friends at DiscountCemetery.com. There you'll find things like Kubrick stuff, the burbs, and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead, which is a super cool shirt. Or you can just literally get a shirt that says cemetery on it. I did. Lindsay did. And it's wonderful. So check out our friends at Discount Cemetery on Instagram, Twitter, or Doc. Our show is a proud member of the Scavengers Network family of podcasting friends and podcasting podcasters. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com and check out some of the other great shows on the network. Or you can go to spookyspousescast.com, do some scrolling around, check out some of our cool merch on there that Lindsay designed. And then from there, you can also check out the Scavengers Network website. Sounds great. And as always, we would like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for supporting our show, and most importantly, for telling people about our show. Thank you, spooky buddies, and stay spooky. And now, here is an advertisement in audio form for a podcast that we enjoy. What is wet, hot American moon juice? It's like taking the first sip of a fresh cup of coffee and it's way too hot and you burn your tongue. That's like asking me to describe the sound of my daughter's laughter. Urban Dictionary said that juice means street credibility, so I think I'm part of a gang. At its core, it's a lifestyle. Nowadays, most young kids just want to take Instagram photos with moon juice. I need to save my words because I need 50,000 of them. I don't even think I know 50,000 words. Yeah, I guess I should have known from the start that I was in over my head. Wet Hot American Moon Juice is a National Novel Writing Month podcast. What's a National Novel Writing Month podcast, you ask? A bad idea. That's what. But with the power of friendship, even bad ideas can be really, really good. Coming late October 2019 to the Scavengers Network and a podcatcher near you. I think in this day and age, we can all use a little more moon juice in our lives, but only the wet, hot American kind. None of that knockoff European stuff. 
Welcome back, uh, glitchy little gifted gabbers. Glitchy. (laughs) Glitchy little gifted gabbers. Yeah, I said that. So that means you have the gift of the gab, which means you can talk and talk and talk, but something about you is glitchy and we don't know what yet. Yeah. But we might soon. Yeah. Hey, um Okay. Cool thing. <laughs> is this a cool is this a new se- is this a new segment of I your found of the this, podcast? I found this today. Wait, is the is the title hey, of this cool se- thing? Is the title of this segment <laughs> Hey Cool Thing or I Found This Today? It's the whole segment is called Hey Cool Thing, I Found This Today. Okay, tell us about it. Um, I found that well, originally there was a Lisa Frank Ouija board. Oh, that's really cool. And they're bringing them back now. They're bringing back Lisa Frank Ouija boards? Yeah, they're so funny. It's like, there's nothing scary about that. That's great. Is there anyone with us? Say, weird little cheetah face with big eyes or say <laughs> penguin face with big eyes and ice cream? Um, The company Society6 has them for like $15. Oh, I feel like we got to get one and frame it. They're so cool. We got to get one. The OG ones, I was looking on there and I think like an original... Early 90s Lisa Frank Ouija board was, it's like a hundred and something dollars. Now, those are referred to on the street as LFOBs, Lisa Frank Ouija boards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to get a, if, if you're going to get an <laughs> OP original pressing LFOB, yeah, that'll, that, that'll run you a cool hundred something bucks. Yeah, but I saw those today and I was like, I want that. Well, I want it too. It's cool. Well, how about you buy me one? I'll buy you one. Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That was my cool thing that I saw today. I really um, like that little segment. Well, maybe if I have more, then I'll <laughs> say them. Hey, if you all want Lindsay to start her cool new segment called "Hey, Cool Thing I Found Out Found Out About It Today" or whatever <laughs> it's called, uh, just let us know somehow. Isn't this kind of the whole show? Is just "Hey, Cool Thing That I Found Out About Today." Well, it's usually not like the day that we record we find out about stuff, but it's happened more than a lot. More than a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I got my topic like maybe four hours ago. You know, and I guess I don't know why I just said that because I got mine in the like uh, I got mine on my like right right before I came home. Yeah. And I found like mine was in one article. I only looked at one article and found my whole story and I didn't even finish reading it. Like (laughs) that's how much research I put into my topics. Hey, what's 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 a topic you brought in that has been so poorly researched that you hope I didn't know about that you were like, I hope he doesn't know how much work I did not put into this. This is a good one though. Well, no, no, think about it. Think because this is you know we're we're on our third year anniversary. We're now thinking about times that have come and gone. What's a topic? Do you remember a topic or that Heather, you did? No, that you did. I did. That you were like, oh, I hope he doesn't find out that I'm really did not research anything at all because I feel like um, I've also done that many times. Well, the thing is, I feel like I'm pretty good at covering up the fact that I didn't do much research on it <laughs> when you're not. Yeah. So yeah, you're just kind of like you fumble. Like I know a lot of it gets edited out, but like. <laughs> You fumble around and then you like look at your phone and you get your phone close to your face and like you're kind of like, um, wait, uh. Like I can't mm. read it if it's not close. Yeah, like you can't read, but really it's like because you're just reading it for the first time and I know that you are. Um, <laughs> I at least read mine first. <laughs> well, for, okay, so for a lot of mine, I'll read the headline and then yeah. I'll do a very, very, and I cannot stress this enough, a very quick glance. 
Just to make yeah. sure there aren't any swears. At least I read the part of the article that I want to talk about. Well, if you're going to brag about reading, then I'm going to brag. <laughs> at least I don't. Oh, anyways. <laughs> um, my topic this week is real estate agents and having to deal with spooky houses. Oh, this is interesting. I like this. Um, So these are stories from random people that are real, I guess, if you want to believe them, um, about real <laughs> estate agents that had to deal with weird situations going into houses. Um, Ghost situations. Yes. A lot of the stories I did leave out because they were kind of the horrifying, typical, like, I went in to show the house and someone was dead in there. Yuck. Yeah. yeah. You, and it's like, we kind of all know that that probably happens. It's terrible, but... Yeah, I bet you yeah. it happens a lot. Wasn't there a Black Mirror episode that was kind of like that? Um, I yeah. don't know. I think I'm dumb, oh, so just go it's ahead. It's okay, you're not dumb, you just don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the first story that I have was um, a person, I don't know, we'll call him Gregory, Uh there was an old two-story house in my area that was on the market for a long time, a real fixer-upper. It was <laughs> eerie. The floors weren't level, squeaky steps, the works. When I was inside, I felt like someone was watching me and it wanted me to leave. But it was when I noticed a light in the basement while showing the house that I calmly walked out because there was no electricity to the house. Now, that's one of those things that breaks all the rules that I think is the most, one of the most frightening things. Yeah. Well, because like it was a rundown house. He picked it up. He obviously was going to probably sell it to either get destroyed or someone was going to fix it up or whatever. Well, if you made a name for Gregory, then let's make a name for the other, for, for the people who were buying the house. Um, Gregory. Blim Gregory Blim and Blim Gregory. Blim. Okay. All, just a bunch of Gregs. Just a three Gregs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just three Gregs and we're buying a house. <laughs> Only two are buying a house. One is showing. There are two Gregs here and our new friend Greg. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah, that would be really, really creepy. And the fact that he just was like, oh, I'm just going to I'm just going to leave. I wonder if selling Greg. I wonder yeah. if I, re I, I wonder if real estate Greg. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's so, I feel very silly. Uh, if, well, because you have to hide it from the other Gregs. Well, if you go like, and ooh, and then maybe you back out slowly <laughs> and you're like, keep looking at me as you're backing out really slowly and maybe like showing your hands. Hey, yeah. who? And you're like, ah, don't worry about the light in the basement. I turned that on earlier. <laughs> I turned it on earlier, even though there's no power to the house. And that's a little <sighs> magic trick. Hope to see you all tonight at my magic <laughs> show at 8 p.m. in my in my garage. And then, Greg, the real estate person has to become a magi magician and they have to do an act because now they're like, yeah. they can't get caught in a lie and they really want to make that sale. And oh, <laughs> imagine what a stressful day for Greg. Imagine Having to learn an entire magic act in three hours, never having done magic before. Just to sell a house. Just to sell a house. That's a dedicated agent, though. It sure is. Um, I'd buy a house from that person. <laughs> next story. Well, we'll call this person um, Greg. So, <laughs> <laughs> while showing my client homes one day we walked into a vacant foreclosure that i thought no one else was showing at the time just me greg <laughs> <laughs> 
There was no car in the driveway or no sign of anyone being there. So it's safe to say there wasn't a Greg in sight. No, there was just the one Greg. Um, <laughs> I saw the lockbox on the door and I opened it. As I walked in, two men were coming down the staircase from upstairs. Safe to say it was Greg and Greg? Uh, one wearing a long black robe, like Ooh. a priest would, and a necklace, what seemed like it had a cross on it. He had dark hair and a long beard. The other man, whom I'm guessing was maybe his real estate agent, walked behind him. We cordially said hello. They walked out the back door and just kept walking. Didn't get into a car, just walked out the door. Into the woods. <laughs> <laughs> so to me it sounds like now this is a cool idea for a show oh no occult real estate <laughs> so it's it's all these leader of like pagan or occult groups yeah and they're like i need it i need a foreclosed abandoned home mm -hmm. to do my you know tree sap ritual yeah a hundred percent yeah and they're like, I need an abandoned... I can tell you thought you were just really funny because your laugh went to a wheeze and you covered your face like, oh my word. I was trying to keep it together and not derail it. <laughs> but like you have an occult person like, I need to do this bullfrog ceremony in this house. Yeah. So, and then you have the real estate agent that shows them all these different houses that like they do tests. Yeah. <laughs> like they have a bullfrog there and they set it down and we're like, well, let's see if it moves it around. Oh, it's really moving around on the floor in this foreclosed home. This will be the house for me. So to me, I feel like that was probably what was going on. It had to have been. Something. <laughs> I mean, I just think it's really odd. It's extremely <laughs> odd. Like, and the fact, too, that, like, as real estate agents, you usually know of other agents that are showing the house. Yeah, I feel like you... And them not being like, I don't think anybody else was showing this vacant house. Yeah, or like you, you know about, like, homes on the market or... Yeah, you would think you'd know all the hot goss about foreclosed homes. Yeah, you would. And the thing in the story, too, was he opened the lockbox. Oh, yeah, you're right. So how did they get in? Well, you said they left through the back door. So maybe they just crept in through the back door, went upstairs, maybe. rubbed a bunch of bull bullfrogs on the ground. and then, <laughs> To see if they liked the place. To see if they liked the place for their bullfrog ceremony. And then they left. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <sighs> Anyways. Okay, so the next story will say... Um, Greg, 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 <laughs> Greg, Greg, Greg. Grippy. Grippy. That's um, fine. So Grippy was showing a house, um, and they had a client whose sister-in-law was a medium. Oh, sweet. After my client made an offer on the home, they wanted the sister-in-law to come through the house during an inspection to make sure that there were no bad spirits lingering. Or any, like, remnants of bullfrog ceremonies or something. <laughs> or anything. Someone did a willowing wisp ceremony. I said, sure, and she did. As she left, she turned to me and said, I got rid of two... But there is still a spirit in the front room that doesn't want to leave. If you buy the house, Ew. I'll come back and get rid of it. Ew. The client still bought the house. I wonder if they came back and got rid of it. I don't know. I hope so. I got two of them. You know, that's <laughs> also a really good a really good idea for a show. You have... Or I thought you were just going to say a profession. Like, I will cleanse your house before you buy it. Like, you work with real estate agents. 
Yeah. And you're like, I'm a medium. Like yeah. I've been talking about Miss Cleo and um, Sylvia Brown, uh, Greg's mom. And <laughs> they were all these psychics that claimed big time stuff. But I'm like, just make it a small time job. Like, yeah, seriously. Get See if there's spirits in the house. People pay you to go in during. I mean, that's kind of a form of inspection. It is, and then maybe you get a cut of the sale of the home if you do like a really convincing job. Oh really yeah, really getting rid of spirits. But then you'd be fibbing about it, though. Everyone's fibbing. <laughs> Everyone's fibbing and kicking out the ghosts. Um, are you ready for the next story? Yeah, it was a bad song. Yeah, I was just letting you kind of do your thing. As soon as I started doing it, I was like, "This is so dumb," and then I just kept doing it for a minute. And I'm really glad I stopped. Well, it was kind of a fitting song for that because we were trying to create a like a profession, and like you were singing "Working for the Weekend." Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, the next one, the real estate agent. Let's. Or actually, this is a real estate photographer. Oh, Greg. Let's call him Grouch. Um, so Grouch is a professional real estate photographer. Uh, they said, I have taken many photos of old homes. When I edit the pictures, I sometimes am shocked by what I see. One time, the reflection in the window looked like a person was looking at me wearing a creepy mask, but I did not see anything when I was there. Uh, worse was when I took a photo and there was a person standing behind me. Mm -mm. In one of the rooms. I knew this because I had taken a photo and in the mirror was a reflection of an older person in an overcoat standing behind me. That's terrible. You hate to hear that. You hate to see yeah, that. I do, you know, I didn't really think about real estate agents and going into these older, creepy homes. And also, I didn't think about the photographers that have to go take pictures no. in homes. No, not, neither did I. And that just sounds... It sounds awful. Well, we were talking about like the game we were playing with Mason and how oh. there's like the pre-ghost hunters. I feel like real estate agents are kind of the pre-ghost hunters. They are, you think? Kind of. Or they just want to sell you a house. Real estate agents are pre-ghost hunters? Yeah. Then who's the real ghost hunter? The people who live in the house? You have to live in the house and then you got to call someone professionally because oh. unless you get the sister-in-law that will come over and... Get rid of the ghost for you. I got rid of two for free. The third will cost you. <laughs> That's uh. basically kind of what she said, which is kind of crappy because she's a sister-in-law. Yeah. You know, well, like, do it for free, you know? Maybe there's bad blood with them. Yeah. Okay. The last story that I have was, this one's funny. Is it a, what's the name? Uh, this real estate agent's name is Granda. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Granda was previewing a home for an out-of-town client. Um, no one was home, so the lockbox key, lockbox key was there, and I let myself in. After looking in the upstairs bathrooms, I turned to find a giant black cat guarding the stairs. Uh, no. She, the cat, it says the cat tried to scratch and bite me every time I tried to go down the stairs. I was literally stuck upstairs for over an hour. About five or six frightening attempts, I finally grabbed a sweater that I had found in one of the bedrooms and threw it over the cat as I sprinted for the stairs and out the door. Five to six attempts in an hour. That means like around one attempt every 10 minutes. 
Yeah. So imagine just staring at this cat being scared for 10 minutes at a time. That sounds awful. I figure like, okay, she probably tried to attempt. The thing was like really mean and really mad at her. And then she was probably like stepped back and then doing like the sweet talk like, it's okay. You know, like trying to calm down the animal and Mm -hmm. like doing the little clicky noise. Everybody always goes... (laughs) And trying to calm the cat down, but then kept attempting and then finally just had to throw a sweater on it. You know, sometimes cats are really awful. (laughs) Well, you know, what was her name? Gronda. Gronda. Gronda was in the cat's house, so... Maybe the cat had already taken ownership of the house. Yeah. Right. You know who they needed there to get rid of that cat? Either my sister or my dad. Because they may, they have a they, they have a very particular way that they call cats. Meow meow meow. Meow meow meow. <laughs> it's always. But it doesn't necessarily like. It's not like a cat whisper. No, but they you needed know, to get that cat guy. Oh, uh, Orlando that, Bloom. That cat from Heck Show. What is his name? It's not Orlando Bloom. He's an actor. <laughs> oh, uh, Orlando. This guy might be an actor too, but oh, something um with the galaxy. Ja- Greggy, Ga- Gra- a grippy galaxy. Something Joe Gal- Galaxy or something? It's something or like Jackson or John. I can't Jondren. It's something galaxy. <laughs> That's so <laughs> radical. Well, those are some of my stories. Like you said, there's a lot of um, really interesting ones that are obviously like, oh, we found a dead person there, which yeah. is like, yikes. Yeah, which is always scary and troublesome. And then I always, okay, like, This might be selfish. Actually, this is probably very selfish. But I always think if I am somewhere and I find a dead body, Mm -hmm. not only does that, I'm going to remember that forever. Yeah. That's my whole day. That's the rest of my day. Well, just a day? Like, I would be thinking about that for a really long time. Yeah, well, that's it's it's the memory that's gonna that, that's gonna stick with you. But you got to call in. Yeah, you're gonna have to answer a bunch of questions probably multiple times. You're gonna be a suspect. You have to get past the black cat. It's your whole day. Yeah. So I would love to never stumble across a body. Yeah, that no. I mean, you you make it sound like an inconvenience, which yeah, it kind of would be, but at the same time, like mentally, <laughs> it, yeah. would, it would be ingrained in your brain for the rest of your life. Well, because just imagine you're laying there, you're having a nice night, like maybe you're having a glass of cab, <laughs> and you found a find a body in your house. No, but the memory of the body pops back oh, in, and you're watching like yeah. I don't know somebody feed Phil, and you're Aww. like I'm having such a fun time drinking a drinking a little bit of cab. Watching somebody feed Phil. Oh, I remembered a couple years ago I saw a dead body out behind a gas yeah. station. And it oh, ruins a... the song for you. Pasta, pork, chicken, and oopsie. Because <laughs> then you remember the body. Yeah. Um, I love somebody feels Phil. Don't ruin it for me. No, I won't. But Wait, yeah. me or a potential Well, now because I'm going to think of dead bodies every time I watch somebody feed Phil. Well, not my problem. Anyways. <laughs> Linz, would you like to take a voicemail from our haunted Spooky Spouses hotline? Yeah, of course. Yeah, me too. Okay. All right, fine. 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 Why is it when people are really angry and upset or particularly sassy, they add an A at the end of words? I think uh, it might just be a Midwest thing. I don't know. Is it? Stop. Is it? Uh, okay. Stop. Mama. Yeah, it's always uh at yeah, the ends of words. I always did the mama. <laughs> on a scale or I of would one... just make the uh noise. Uh, 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 
not a scale. That was, yeah, that was my teenage years summed up right there. Just you doing the uh noise? Yeah, all the time. Uh, uh. Oh, that's a good one too. That one too. Like the time my mom accidentally bleached all of my, and this is before like bleach stains were cool on your jeans. Mm -hmm. She accidentally bleach stained like all my brand new Abercrombie and Fitch jeans. And you said I was rich growing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they were hand-me-downs. So. Yeah, right. Who? From who? King Midas? From Mr. Fitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to I create yeah. a show where you and I just uh, make fun of something about the other person's childhood. Well, that's the thing. I, like, I wasn't the rich kid, so I saved up all my money to buy these expensive jeans, these yeah. way too overpriced jeans, and my mom accidentally bleached them. Yeah. Well, I also wasn't rich. I tried to color them in with a marker. It didn't work. <laughs> you tried to color the bleach stains yeah, in with marker? Yeah, I was a poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I couldn't speak. just get new Jinkos. Well, I did have a couple pairs of Jinkos, and I also had some kickwares. <laughs> So <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready for that voicemail. Okay. Well, hey, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, maybe, well, I feel like we always say like, this is a weird episode, but maybe that's just, this that's is, just us, this is an know? episode, but we also have a haunted hotline that you can call if you have any questions about a haunted pair of Jinkos, a haunted pair of jeans. Uh, maybe you've been hearing something in the woods behind your house. Maybe you have a question about anything paranormal related. You can call us and ask us about it or tell us a story. The phone number yeah. is, what is it, Lindsay? 803-816-BOOZE. That's right. Or 803-816-2667. But when you dial, really try to dial the B-O-O-S because it's creepier. And it's yeah. almost Halloween. Yeah. It makes you use your brain a little bit. Yeah, it does. Okay. You ready for a voicemail? I'm ready. Hi, Lindsay and Jordan. This is Lauren. I'm Jordan's cousin. And I have to say, the spookiest place I ever went as a kid was Jordan's basement. I'm not sure if this has ever been talked about on the show or not, but his family has this great big basement. And I grew up in coastal Virginia, so we didn't have anything like that. And I'm not sure I'd ever even been in a basement before I went down there. My memory version of the basement is that it had several doorways to other, like, mysterious sections. And maybe the, the floor wasn't finished and... It's probably not even spooky at all. <laughs> this may have been like the equivalent of an unknown under the bed type zone, but I was like 11 or 12, so I was I was scared of everything. Um, so I have a question, Jordan. Did you ever have any spooky experiences down there? Um, yeah. So hope you guys are doing well. Love the show, and um, almost happy Halloween. Take care. Well, Lauren, uh, my cousin, thank you for calling. And no, your memory is right. It's a very scary basement. I'm glad somebody else is saying this because your mom <laughs> does not want to believe that your house is scary, that their house is scary. It's an old, it's a beautiful old historic home. <laughs> But everybody is always scared of the basement. And every single time someone tells her that, it's like she's heard it for the first time. She just goes, oh, what do you mean? Really? You think so? No. Wow, that's bad. Don't say that. Every Everybody that talks about scary stuff, and especially your childhood home, yeah. everybody brings up the basement. You know what I'm going to say? And I don't use this word a lot. 
That basement is wretched. It's a terrifying basement. And it's not like it's dirty or anything. It's just, it's old wood. There are like, she's right. There's like a bunch of little hallways and doors that go to like weird little sections and cubbies. Yeah, there's a little like, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stone. It's a lot of just bare stone. Like our washer and dryer or my mom and dad's washer and dryer is down there. It's it's a really big space, but it's because since the home is so old, which also lends to the creepiness, mm-hmm. that's where a lot of storage was. Like because yeah. it because that house is an old farm, so there you know. But there is a little room down there that's a little recessed in the ground. There's like one or two steps that goes into it, mm-hmm. and there's a drain in the middle of the floor. So maybe that was either for laundry or something, or maybe that's where they killed animals. No one knows. No one knows. Well, the thing that I think of of those old historic homes. So there's a storm door, like tornado door that comes out from the basement. And a lot of times in those old homes, which is like really weird, a lot of times they'll have bigger windows and stuff in the front. And that was to bring the casket in and out when somebody had passed. Yeah. And that was like the ritual, like somebody had passed, you had a funeral basically at your home, so you would bring the body in and then you would take it out. And so a lot of the older homes have big windows in the front, but your family's house does not. No. So part of me kind of thinks that maybe they were bringing the bodies in and out of the basement. They might have been. I mean, maybe that's also that little room down there with the recessed floor could have been used for all sorts of blood stuff. <laughs> Them being like, stuff. oh, you know, Granda died. Let's let's embalm her down here. It's yeah, it's a creepy basement. And I don't think I've had anything happen down there. To I, me. I also haven't. All the stuff that's happened to you and me has been upstairs or has has been associated with upstairs. Mm -hmm. Like there was a time we heard or I I heard the footsteps come down the stairs, Mm -hmm. but it's always been up there. And your sister has tons of stories Mm -hmm. and they always are upstairs. Yep, that's true. Hmm. I don't know. Your mom chooses to not believe it. Maybe because your mom has to live there, so she doesn't want. Oh, it's not that bad. You guys are being (laughs) silly. You know what I find really funny, though? Okay, so your dad, last time we were home, we did an Estes method at your parents' house. Yes, we did. Which we got a lot of weird stuff. It was really interesting. But your dad did not want to join us because he's like, I have to live here. Yeah. I don't want to hear it. (laughs) But the thing, though, which I totally get. But the thing, though, that's so funny is he's heard creepy stories about the house that he lives in for so many years. Maybe this technology or just it's that. too much. It might just be too much for, <laughs> for old for old peepums. I don't, I don't blame him. No, I don't blame him either. But yeah, it's a creepy, but yeah, your memory is right, Lauren. It is a creepy basement. Yeah, it actually is. There are a lot of, and what I will say is I don't know if Lauren is the smartest person in our family. But I think that she is because of how great her memory is. Yeah. Yeah. Really good memory because the basement has always been creepy. It's been creepy. It's been scary. When your mom used to, back in the day, when your mom used to ask me to house sit when she would go visit you living in Portland, I would stay there by myself. Which, you know what? That sucks. (laughs) 
It does suck. <laughs> and I will say I had friends stay with me for yeah. sure. hundred. Yeah. yeah, I was like, please, you know, I didn't say, hey, I'm scared of this house. Come stay with me. I was like, hey, I have a house to myself. Let's chill. Isn't that so crazy? Uh, please. <laughs> um, but every time I had to feed the cat, the food was downstairs in the basement. Oh, a little gizmo. And I would literally run as fast as I could down those stairs. I would have the scooper already angled that I could just get right off the stairs, scooper in hand, and I would just throw the food towards the bowl and put the scooper back in and run back (laughs) up the stairs. So Gizmo had to like eat the food like all over the floor. Yeah. But I didn't want to be down there by myself. No, it's a scary basement. Yeah. And that's why it's so ironic that the, the, the scariest things happened upstairs and not in the basement. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. Well, Mm -hmm. Lauren, thank you very much for calling. Good to hear your voice. And yeah, it's a scary basement. It's always it's (laughs) and it will always be scary forever and ever. Yeah. Didn't didn't your mom have a cat that went in there and died? Probably. Yeah. She just told us a story that a cat crawled up in one of the little cubbies in the basement and they found it dead like two weeks later. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it wanted to go there to die. This place looks good to pass away. (laughs) This looks like appropriate place to die in. It's a bunch of old stone and probably like way too many spiders for <laughs> that, that that's necessary. And there are already spirits down here. So, you know, I'll just join them. So, you know what we say? Meow, meow, meow. Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. That's interesting. It is interesting. And you know what else is interesting is Eli Rexford Chambers, who wrote the music that you hear at the beginning, the middle and the end of our show. You can find sweet, soft, special little Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. He has arms that are made out of flutes. Please don't mention them. His thighs are trumpets, but the rest of him is human, I think. I think so. Yeah, whatever. We'd also like to thank everybody at the Scavengers Network. We're a big, uh, humble family of fun little podcasting buds. So you can find us and a bunch of other podcasts at thescavengersnetwork.com. You can also go to spookyspousescast.com. You can see our merchandise. We have a new special little Halloween coffee mug and tote bag. We sure do. Lindsay designed them and they are great. We especially now going into our third year of making this silly little show. We would really like to thank each and every one of you for listening to our show, for helping us spread the word for tweeting about the show, for rating and reviewing the show on iTunes, and really just engaging in general. Like, I I was thinking about this the other day, that Lindsay and I have been fortunate enough to make a lot of good buddies just from doing this show, just from podcasting in general. And it's actually brought us a lot of joy, like unexpected joy in our lives. And it's been very, very positive. So, From the bottom of our spooky Halloween candy-filled hearts, thank you very much, everybody. We're really happy that you listened to the show, and we're lucky that you listened to the show. Absolutely. So there. (laughs) And now here's something mean. (laughs) Fart noise. And uh, this week, why don't you have a spooky basement week? Yeah. The whole week. The whole entire week. How about a spooky basement Halloween? Ooh. Halloween's on Friday. Saturday. It's on Saturday. (laughs) Of course we would get Halloween (laughs) on a Saturday. Yeah. When we're basically shut down. Yeah. Yeah. How about this? If you're going to celebrate Halloween, please be responsible by wearing a mask. Or if you're going to celebrate Halloween, please just like maybe just don't leave your house and just uh, call some buddies and do some Zoom stuff. Yeah. 
Or if you want to celebrate a little bit early, tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are going to be streaming a very spooky game with our good friend Mason, and we will be wearing costumes. We will. So there. I am the one kind of responsible for the uh, costume accoutrement, so if it looks a little bit less than desirable, it's because I messed it up. So I guess until next week, have a very safe and happy Halloween and be nice to everybody all the time. Bye-bye. Bye. Testing my levels, testing my levels, medievals, shovels, scrubbles, keep going, going. bubbles, yeah, um, tubbles, no, I tubbled over, okay, fine, did you ever tubble down the stairs, (laughs) I've tubbled, (laughs) I feel like I've tubbled like maybe using the restroom, tubbled, I've maybe tubbled a little bit, it's like stubbled and tinkled, doubled, Double stubbled. Okay. Tubbled. Cool. Do you have any other words? No, that's all I got. (laughs) (laughs) The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Podcube. Podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With Podcube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with Podcube. Listen for yourself to the flagship Podcube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. Beware.